I'm Alex Melia, and this is Our Voices, a stage for real people to tell the real stories we never get to hear. On today's episode, you'll hear a story of what it really takes to compete at the highest level of enduring extreme hardship and of never giving up to ultimately achieve greatness. Nine minutes, 12 years of work, all depending on nine minutes. I'm willing to go through hell. I know he is. It's going to change his life and it's going to change my life. It's me versus him. This is Fraser Clark, or Big Fraser, as he's otherwise known. Fraser had a modest upbringing in Burton-on-Trent in the UK. He has a partner and two young children and is a super heavyweight boxer for Team GB. As I speak to Fraser, he's just three weeks away from heading to the Tokyo Olympics. In this moment, he's on top of the world. But to say the road here has been long and rocky would be an understatement. I've been on GB now 12 years. And that's, that's I think, in the history of GB boxing, that's the longest time for anyone to be on that programme. First one, you know, I've had, I've had people come in and knock me out of the way. I felt like, God, you know, my time is never going to come. As part of the British Olympic team, he has come close to competing twice before now. Being knocked out of the race, first by teammate Anthony Joshua in 2012, and then Joe Joyce in 2016. Each time was followed by an agonising four-year and now five-year wait for the next games. I asked Fraser if at either of these points he'd considered hanging up his gloves. No, definitely not, he said. But there have been those times. The World Championships in Russia 2019, I was fighting for a medal against the Russian representative. The Russian representative was Maxim Babinin. Maxim's record includes wins against heavyweight champion Tyson Fury and Olympic silver medalist from GB, Joe Joyce. We got to the quarterfinals. We're fighting for a medal now. This is something, it's a dream of mine, you know, to be a world medalist. The two men enter the ring and face one another. The bell goes, the fight begins, and they go to war for five gruelling rounds. As the last punch is thrown in the final round, and with both men left standing, they wait either side of the referee for the judge's decision. I won the fight. My hand was raised in a close fight. The emotion, I can't, I can't explain that. Today, that was the best feeling. The roar I give when I won, the referee raised my hand. I was so overwhelmed. As he climbs through the ropes and walks out through the crowd, cheered on by his team, he feels elated. He now holds a guaranteed bronze medal and has secured the chance to fight for the World Championship in the coming days. In boxing, once your hand goes up, you know. The job's done, you've won, and that's not going to change. But that day, something different would happen. It all ended very quickly and it went very sour very quickly. So I was in the changing room celebrating, hugging everyone, hugging the team, hugging my teammates. People coming over to me saying, well done, well done. You've just be the Russian in Russia. It doesn't happen very often. Amidst the jubilation, he sees one of the boxing officials walk into the changing room and whisper something into his coach's ear. And then I looked at Dave, his trainer. I seen his face drop and he looked at me and he said, they're appealing the decision. Well, at the time to me, that, that was like, what do you mean they're appealing the decision? This is amateur boxing. I didn't even know that rule existed. I've been in the game so long, I've never seen it. From that moment there, I knew 
I knew there was a screw job coming. I really didn't know it. I'm on the coach, we get back to the hotel and, you know, it was between performance director Ron McCracken, you know, he come up to the door and said, look, you've overturned the decision, you're not going to box tomorrow, you're out of the tournament. In Fraser's opinion, an appeal like this in the sometimes questionable world of amateur boxing came down to one thing and one thing only, politics. Feeling that he'd done everything right, he found this reality almost impossible to accept. At the time, I thought it did break me, you know, it really, really took a piece of my heart from the love for the game because I don't mind competing, I don't mind losing. I don't like losing, but I don't mind losing to the better man. That that moment there was one of the probably the closest moments I've thought, you know what, I don't want to do this anymore. I don't want to put myself through that. I don't want to put everyone else through that. I felt like I'd been let down, but by who? I don't know because these people, like I say, they're hiding in the back and, you know, they wear suits and stay in swanky hotels and travel first class unlike me you know I go I go to training camps and stay in single beds with thin mattresses eat foods you know I never dream of eating in terrible conditions and it frustrated me definitely after he got home he took some time out before heading back to the gym throughout that time he ultimately found solace in the same activity that brought him such pain and disappointment allowing him to push through Fast forward to 2021, his resilience has paid off. Fraser finds himself counting down the days to the qualifying event in Paris, where he's set to finally represent Team GB. During this time, he finds out his wife is pregnant with his future son. One of the best days of my life, you know, finding out that news. The celebration was massive, you know, I was so happy. But his wife's due date hits exactly the same time as the qualifier. Quite the dilemma. Now, people are going to think I'm crazy when I say this, but my son being, being born and qualifying for the Olympics, they're about on par with each other. And people think that that's absolutely crazy to say that. But when you know what I've put into this game, you'd understand. Thankfully, though, his son wasn't about to let his dad make such a tough decision and was born a few days before he was due. June 2021, the team gear up for the qualifier in Paris. They'd hired Leicester City Football Club's bus for the trip, as in the midst of the COVID-19 pandemic, they wanted to do everything possible to avoid exposure, which could have ended the games for all of them. But the week before they're due to leave, the British government once again changes the rules on travel, which means driving through the Channel Tunnel is now out of the question. Instead, they have to drop everything and fly. I'm leaving three days earlier than expected. Not great for the brain. I came back, said bye to the family quite quickly, and then that was it. Back to Heathrow and gone. Then we're over there in France, in Paris, and it's becoming very real. We're in a hotel, in a hotel bubble. The only freedom we have is the hotel and the car park, so we're doing laps around the car park just to keep ourselves active and keep ourselves busy. Cut off from the outside world and spending much of his time on his own had a detrimental effect on Fraser's mental state leading up to the fight. Just you and your thoughts. He began to ruminate excessively about the challenge ahead. This challenge came in the form of Croatian fighter Marko Milan, with whom he had history, having fought him in 2018. A loss to this opponent would mean the end of his Olympic career. And so on the day of the fight, uncharacteristically, his nerves remained with him as he entered the ring. I can remember getting through the rings and my legs trembling because I knew the pressure was on. This is make or break. I won the fight. It wasn't my best performance, but I got it done. That's one out of the way. Then a new pressure comes on. You are, you are one fight away 
you are nine minutes away from qualifying for the Olympic Games. Nine minutes. Twelve years of work, all depending on nine minutes. It's the Turkish fighters, one chance at the Olympic Games. He's going to give it his all. It's not going to be an easy fight. It's my one opportunity to make, make the Olympic Games. I'm willing to go through hell. I'm willing to go do whatever it takes. I know he is. It's going to change his life, and it's going to change my life. It's me versus him. I walk to the ring, I'm confident. I'm replaying him ahead all the work I've done, on the build-up, all the sparring I've done, the rounds with different people, with different fighters, the runs I've gone through, the extra time I've been in Sheffield, I've stayed away, I've not seen my kids. It's all going through my head. This is the reason I've done it now for these nine minutes. Anyway, we get in there, ding, ding, bell goes. I thought I started off well. All of a sudden, the plan, my head scrambled and it became win the fight. No matter what, no matter how you look, win the fight. Hit this guy more times than he hits you and hit him hard. That's all I was thinking. Probably overthinking it. Probably trying to hit him too hard. Didn't look great. But then, obviously, it comes to the decision. I think I've done all right, but there's always that doubt. My mind goes back to the World Championship. But my mind goes back to other close bouts I've had over the years. Close ones that... I think I've won and they've gone the other way. I'm looking down at the floor and then they say it and in the blue corner and honest to God, I'm going to struggle to find the words for feeling but the weight that was lifted off my shoulders, I felt like I was going to just float it up in the air. He'd done it. Finally, after 12 long years fraught with disappointment, he'd qualified and was heading to the Olympics. No one could take this away from him. He flew back home with his teammates and with a ticket in hand stating, you are headed to Tokyo. He began the drive back from the airport to his hometown of Burton. I think I was a little bit delayed. Um, so I'm driving back, get a few phone calls now. Of, uh, my mom, where are you? Well, it's a little bit unusual, you know. And my partner, Danny, she, was, she wasn't at home, which was a bit unusual. She was down at my mom's. I got on the famous Cali Road and I drive probably 50 metres down the road and just absolute bedlam. There's probably 200 people on the corner of the street. You know, my face is on the wall of my nan's ass. My family's on the corner. My friends are on the corner. Uh, I'm just speechless, to be honest. People are shouting, screaming. We're holding the traffic up. Got out of the car and I was greeted by an old family friend, Bonnie. He was there with an Olympic flag. He gave me the flag. And then my partner, grandma partner, we had an embrace and a huge hug. Just imagine having one ultimate dream and one ultimate dream only that you've always wanted to realize, not just for 12 years and three Olympic attempts, but to have that dream for 29 years. This is the path that Fraser Clark has taken. It's so easy to give up on our dreams when life gets too much. It could certainly be easy to give up with what we're all experiencing right now in this pandemic, but not Fraser. He had plan A and plan A only. No plan B, C, D, or E. All or nothing. Sometimes leaving yourself with no room for retreat, no route back is the best way to advance. Fraser continued to move forwards despite the pain of missing out on a place in 2012 and 2016, despite the injustice of boxing officials' decisions, despite the inconvenience of low quality travel, low quality food, and having to run around car parks to keep fit. If Fraser can achieve his dream after so many years, what's our excuse? Never give up because, you no. Know, why can't it be you? 
you know, try hard, keep trying hard. And if you get knocked down or you have, you don't get the result you want, go back to the drawing board, go again. Thanks so much for listening to today's episode. If you want to keep in touch with the show and be the first to find out what's coming up next, go to our website, www.ourvoicespodcast.com or follow us on Instagram and Facebook. The links are in the show notes. And if you haven't already, give us a quick follow in your favorite podcast app. See you for another incredible story next week.